Hello. Hello, everybody. This is Nicole and Jonna from The Living Well. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Tonight, we're going to talk about gaslighting, one of the narcissist's favorite tools to control you. So you're going to really enjoy this one. So we're excited. Yes. Gaslighting is just manipulation to the 10th degree. It's so true. And actually, uh, Psychology Today puts it this way. There's an article online called The 11 Warning Signs of Gaslighting. And they mention that gaslighting is actually a technique that many abusers, dictators, narcissists, and cult leaders use to slowly brainwash their targets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Even, it's a, yeah. It's a form of psychological manipulation that sows seeds of doubt in people, making them question their own memories, their own perceptions, their own judgments. And it really causes um, a lot of confusion, which is exactly what the narcissist wants. And it causes something called cognitive dissonance, um, which is, you know, basically when you are extremely confused, you, your, your beliefs do not match up with everything else that you're thinking and doing. So Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get into that in a later episode, but Mm -hmm. um, they really want to destabilize you and make it so that you don't believe anything that you're thinking. It's such a sick thing too. Don't you think it's like, I need to get this person under control. So I'm going to intentionally screw with her mind. Um, It even comes from, you know, this initial term gaslighting was coined in 1944 from an actual movie called Gaslight, where a man manipulates his wife into thinking she's losing her mind. Yes. So he is actually in there turning down these gas lights. And when she questions, like, did you know that, did you see that? Did you, did you feel like the lights were dimmed? And he would be like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And he really created um, her, her confusion and her feeling like she was completely crazy. And that is a lot of what the narcissist will do. They will actually stage bizarre events. disorient disorient their victims it's crazy too because i've been in a lot of narcissistic relationships and the idea that these people are intentionally sneaking around behind your back trying to find ways to make you feel like you're crazy is just so like wrong on so many levels it's just like really yeah but they for sure Yeah, and it's like, but they figured out early on in their lives that if they want to control you, that they've got to um, 
implement these techniques in order to get what they want out of you because they're not going to go about it in the normal means that you would in a relationship. So, right. yeah. So creepy. Yeah. But anyways, so we're going to go through a couple of the signs so that you know what that, what does actual gas like lighting look like um, from a technical perspective during your personal life so that if this starts to happen to you, you'll be aware and you'll be educated so that you won't have to fall victim for these techniques with that you'll be able to identify right away. Hey, this isn't right. This is something, this is probably gaslighting and I should probably do something about it. So the number one sign is that they tell blatant lies. And these are things that you know are an outright lie. Um, but they tell you this like straight to your face. It'd be probably something that you both know, like somebody uses the analogy that they'll try to tell you that this guy is green when you know it's blue. I don't think they're that ridiculous with it. They make it more um, realistic, but it'd be like you guys went somewhere the other day and, and he said a comment and you're like, remember when you said ABC and D he's going to go, I never said that. You're like, yes, you did. I was there. No, you're totally making that up. Maybe you were drinking, you know, they do this on purpose to make you question your sense of reality. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One time someone that I was seeing actually took my phone and I knew that they had my phone and I was like, where's my phone? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And he pretended to be looking in the middle console of the car like in between the seats I saw him take it out of his pocket and pretend like he pulled it out from in between the seats and he he swore for months that he did not do that that it was on my mind so they will take something that is absolutely right in your face and make you think that you were just making it up so mean to on so many levels but I guess if so if you're a narcissist and you're only thinking from the side of your brain that allows you to get your needs met and you're not connected to the emotions then I guess it makes sense to intentionally do things I, I it's just such a hard concept to wrap your mind around it's like so ugly yeah to think that any human would put somebody they say they love be you know through this it just seems so far out but that just goes to show that their their uh pattern of thinking is delusional because Mm -hmm. no normal human would ever do this to somebody that they love so so number two is they deny they ever said something even though you have proof you know if you've been with a narcissist you already know that they intentionally do this so that you they want you to stop accepting your Um, observation of reality as real and start depending on them for your even like perception of reality which is creepy but it's a whole nother layer of power control which is what they're after Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so then they use what is near and dear to you as um, ammunition so if your kids are super important to you they know that not only are your kids important, but they're also important to your identity. So if you know you're a good mom, then you identify. That's part of your identity. You know, your identity. I'm a good parent. I'm a good mother. 
So they intentionally use your kids as something that they want to attack. Mm-hmm. And they even say things like, well, if you're really a good mother, you would do A, B, C, or D. And they intentionally attack this area of your life to undermine your own foundation of your own understanding of your core values and your core self. Yeah. They also are going to always belittle your emotions. Yeah. They are going to make you feel as if you're always overreacting to every situation. And then Mm -hmm. a lot of times they will actually make you feel like you're underreacting to certain situations. Mm -hmm. They will always have a problem no matter which way you're going. It doesn't matter if you, if you, you know, are trying to be calm, they're going to make it sound like, oh, you don't care. You know, they're always going to be making something an issue, making you feel like you're not doing what's normal. They're going to always be telling you that you're crazy. That is something that is, you know, it's something that actually makes me really nervous whenever I hear somebody calling somebody else crazy. I'm always like, is that a narcissist? Because that's such a narcissistic thing to do to try to make people feel like they're crazy and try to make other people feel like those people are crazy. I feel like their brain is hardwired to find a way or to try to um, make sense of a situation in this um, map, like in a way that doesn't reflect back on themselves is the problem. So I really believe that when you, and I think that's because they have such a um, insecure ego that whenever you try to confront them, their mind already kind of calculates a way to make it not them. It's somebody else. It has to be you. You have to be the problem because mm-hmm. it can't be me. I'm perfect. Right. And that's because their fragile ego can't accept that they have flaws. They have, to, and they know that they're fragile, uh, but they work really hard to protect that ego. So their brain has been, I don't know. I'm not a psychotherapist, but it just feels like their brain immediately calculate some kind of concoction to, to push the blame on somebody else. So, Oh yeah. No matter. Yeah. So no matter what you do, no matter what you do, they're going to blame it on you. You can be perfect, but they're going to find a way to make it your fault. So that's just the reality of the situation. Absolutely. And And this is because, yeah, they're going to be doing it. They're going to be doing it to you. And they're also going to be doing it to make other people feel the same way about you. It's so right. true. It's so. so true. And we have to just remember that this person's thinking is pathologically diseased. So this is, and what they mean by that is that it's not normal. It's actually got a defect. So like they have some sort of imperfection. So when you come to terms with that reality, then it helps you to see that it's not about you and you don't need to take it personal that this is the way that they're going to behave for the duration of their lives and that it actually has nothing to do with you personally, but it is completely in their box and their, yeah. In their, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. The, the most important part of healing from narcissistic abuse, because this, I mean, this truly, this kind of psychological abuse is so damaging to a person and 
getting over it is extremely hard, but the best way to start that is becoming aware of the situation and acknowledging the fact that what they said was a lie. And not only are you acknowledging the fact that they are making things up, they are creating doubt in your mind that shouldn't be there. But they're also, you're becoming aware that they have a disorder. Yeah. This is narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. It is a very severe condition that is created from severe trauma. Yeah. And so knowing that this person is doing things that is that are wrong they are lying they're not telling the truth they're manipulating and then realizing the source that it's coming from so it's coming from a person that is not behaving in a normal way right it's so true and you know remembering that this is a coping technique that this actually came about because they were traumatized as children and they learned how to do this um, to get their needs met. So that's, that's the core reason why things are the the way they are. They're behaving the way that they are. So, okay. So this next one is that they wear you down over time, that this is an insidious thing that they do gradually. It's kind of like this idea, the frog that's in the frying pan. And that the heat is turned up slowly. So the frog never really realizes what's happening to them. So they do a a lie here, a lie there, a snide comment ever so often to pick at your self-esteem. And it just starts ramping up over time. And even those that are like trained in this um, arena still fall prey to this. So don't feel like, you know, you're, you know, you're, um, silly or stupid or uneducated if this happens to you it even happens to those of us that know about it because it's so cunning and behind the scenes that it's a really hard thing to pick up on at the time so okay the next thing is that their actions do not match their words so this is a big one they're going to promise you the moon and the stars and Nothing they ever promise you ever comes to fruition. It's just all talk. Yeah. It's, um, that's part of, that's part of the (laughs) the love bombing part of it. You know, when they, when they start with all of the lies and then they carry those lies into all of the gaslighting that they're doing. And the other thing that, that is that in, is entailed in gaslighting mm-hmm. is they're going to use every bit of information about you against you. Mm. They will take just random things about you and turn it around and make you into a monster. Mm. It's, mm-hmm. it's common. And that is what makes this an actual disorder is because there's a blueprint. They all narcissists are going to behave in the same type of way to a degree. 
Mm-hmm. And you can have a person that's here in America. You can have a person that's over in the UK or in, you know, Australia, Africa. It doesn't matter. All mm-hmm. narcissists behave in the same type of way. They're all going from the same rule book. Yeah. So that is why it's so important to educate yourself and become aware of not just what they're going to be doing, their behavior, but how it makes you feel because you're going to learn so much about what's going on by listening to your body, listening to the kinds of questions you're asking yourself, listening to the things that you're saying to each other and watching what you, what you do through the day. When I started to realize that I was with, um, a narcissist and I was being abused, I really started to realize how much I would walk on eggshells. Mm. There were so many things that I would do and say throughout the day to try to prevent a huge um, blow up from them. So listening to your body, listening to the way that or feeling the different feelings of your body and different parts of your body that might start to act up. Like you might start getting stomach aches or headaches or blurred vision. All these different types of physiological effects are going to start happening because of this psychological manipulation that you're, they're putting you through. It's so true. And, um, I lost my train of thought there, but, um, yeah, your body, that's what I was going to say is that your body actually is designed to keep you alive and it does communicate with you. If you start to tap into that and you start to listen to your, your instincts, your gut intuition, your, the feelings that you get are so true because it wants to keep you safe. It's that it's when we start to ignore those cues that we get into trouble. But as long as we start, you know, we can reconnect back to that and realize, okay, well, I'm feeling uneasy for a reason. I'm feeling anxious for a reason and exploring why we're having those reactions Mm -hmm. and then taking heed and taking action to protect ourselves is so important. Right. So a lot of times these people are extremely intelligent And they're very good at hiding what they're doing, especially to other people, but they're, they're really good at hiding it from you. So sometimes you can't actually see red flags from them. You're going to be feeling it in your own body. Mm -hmm. So So becoming really in tune with yourself to be able to say, Hey, this doesn't feel right to me and you know going from there it's so true such a good point so the next thing though that they mention is that they throw in positive reinforcement to confuse you so they're not mean 24 hours a day seven days a week and if they did you would you know obviously you would take off and leave so they know that they have to kind of pull back a bit and be you know throw some some good, some good in there so that you would keep you, so it keeps you off kilter and it also keeps you questioning your reality. So if they're not bad all the time, then maybe you might reason 
well, sometimes they're good and sometimes they do nice things for me. And, oh, they bought me flowers yesterday. So then today when they, you know, smacked me across the face or called me a bitch or whatever, they say, you know, it wasn't as bad because, you know, maybe, you know, he still does good things. He's still a good man, you know. But in reality is they're doing this on purpose, unfortunately. So because they know. Um, the next thing they do is they know that causing confusion weakens people. And so gaslighters know that people have a sense that need, people need a sense of stability and normalcy in their life. And that if we uproot this goal, then we're going to start questioning all everything. So, um, it's natural for humans to look for an entity that makes them feel more stable. And when the narcissist or gaslighter is making that happen for us, sometimes we feel stable, sometimes we feel unstable, then we actually go to them to stabilize us when we're off kilter. And they set that up on purpose. Right. It's yeah. crazy. I like to actually call this emotional vertigo. Because, <laughs> because they want to make sure that your thought patterns, the way, the way that you're thinking is completely confused. They use this manipulation, this gaslighting to confuse you to the core about everything. You're going to question everything. So the next thing they do is they project... If your narcissist accuses you of cheating and you know that you're an absolute not cheater or that you're lying to them or that you weren't where you said you were after work and you know that you were and you know you've given them no reason to believe other in any other way, then normally this is projection. And what they do is they know they're the cheater. They're the ones using drugs. They're the ones who weren't at where they said they were going to be after work. So they project that onto you so that you'll be so busy defending yourself that you'll actually be distracted enough to not question them and their whereabouts or their behavior. So that's another sly technique that they use. My goodness, these guys are good. But here's the cool thing. They may be good, but now you're educated. And so now you're aware. If you have somebody that comes to you and says, I know you're cheating and you know, you don't cheat and they're sitting seriously. I mean, it may be once or twice. It may be normal. I don't know. But when this happens on a, like a repetitive basis, then you know that this may be projection and you need to look into this different or it's deeper. And it's going to, now that you're educated, you'll be able to take control of the situation and realize that you don't need to defend yourself. This is actually projection and you need to be aware of that. So. Yes, 100%. For example, just to kind of throw some examples out there, because it's always good to hear other people's stories. Um, there was this one time we were walking out of a restaurant, me and my ex husband were walking out of a restaurant and he flipped out at me after we got outside because he said that some guy touched my butt and I didn't say anything and I was like I 
nobody touched my butt. Like I would have felt it. And he was like, I can't believe, you know, at first he was like, oh, you didn't feel it. How could you not feel that? Do people touch your butt all the time and you're just okay with it? Or then started turning into, oh, well, you obviously felt it, but you're just lying. You must have liked it. You know, they want to, and honestly, nobody touched my butt. (laughs) I would have said something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they just will do anything that they possibly can to make you feel like garbage. It's so true. It's just crazy making. It's nuts. So the other thing they do is try to line people against you. And so they do this thing called triangulation in the industries, the term we use. And they basically intentionally set other people in your family against you so I know for a fact my ex-husband would actually call his mother and complain about me about things that I wasn't even doing and if I was he would just make them a way bigger deal like let's imagine that one day I was just tired and so I didn't pick up the house you know the way he wanted me to but every other day I did but this particular day I had a headache so You know, he'll call his mom and complain about A, B, C, or D, or God only knows. But I've caught him in the act, so I know that they do this. They try to, and and narcissistic mothers will do this with sibling children. So they'll try to talk crap about one kid or even tell one child the other one was talking bad about them when they weren't. So that they keep everyone mad at each other or separate or, you know, irritated with one another so that each of them will side with them. So that's another one of their tactics that they use is they lie to uh, family members and other people around you. They'll even go to your friends and tell them stories about your relationship that aren't true to get them to side with them. So, yeah, it's crazy. And then this is, and they will, yeah, they will make up lies about your friends and family also so that you start to doubt your relationship with them. It's so true. Yeah. And so the last one is that they tell you or others that you are crazy. (laughs) Oh, the C word. (laughs) Crazy in a narcissist world means I will not, you will not allow me to manipulate you. If your ex tells you that all his ex-girlfriends were crazy, then you need to run high. Far, far, yeah. far away. Yes. Because that's the word they use. Absolutely. You know, and this is just one of the most effective tools of a gaslighter because they know that it's dismissive. They know that it makes you question your own sanity and it makes peep other people question you. So they, other people aren't going to just imagine that he's lying. They're going to maybe listen to a part of what he says and think, wow, is she, is she crazy? You know, so... Because people don't necessarily have to believe something right away. What they're doing is they're sowing seeds of doubt. And that is extremely powerful because those seeds begin to grow. And they begin to turn into something that's way bigger. That little seed that they planted inside. Are you there? Oh no, Nicole, I lost you. 